0: Hey, DCL fans, if you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, or any other Disney vacation for that matter, consider booking your trip with us. We are an independent travel agent affiliated with Mickey World Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Our services are completely free, and you'll receive an onboard credit up to $1,000 just for booking with us, which can be used for shore excursions, spa treatments, shopping, and much more while you are aboard your Disney cruise. We also have a wealth of cruising experience to help you answer any questions or concerns that you might have. If you're interested, send us an email at Wes at Mickey And now on to the show. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 25 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and in today's episode we are going to be talking about port adventures. But before we get into that, I first want to talk about an exciting announcement that just came out earlier this afternoon. So Disney Cruise Line today announced that on Thursday, so this coming Thursday, September 27th, they will be doing a live reveal at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time of the Spring 2020 itineraries. So this is especially exciting for a few reasons. First, Disney Cruise Line has never announced in advance that they would be releasing itineraries. So this is a first for that. Second, spring releases typically occur in kind of the mid to late October timeframe. So (laughs) for those of us who love new itinerary day, we, we don't have to wait as long. Um, and three, because Disney never announces itinerary releases uh, in advance'm I'm, I'm wondering if we're gonna get some kind of, of new and exciting information so they did tease that uh, they did tease in the announcement that Disney Cruise Line would be sailing from a brand new departure port uh, but they could potentially uh, could potentially reveal some other uh, surprises so, Uh, i'm hoping i'm hoping for something uh some something new and exciting uh i'd like to think that they would be revealing some information about the new ships but since uh those since the first one's not scheduled to debut until late 2021 it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like they uh would make any new ship announcements during an itinerary release but um i'm hoping i'm wrong so Be sure to tune in on Thursday to hear the exciting reveal, whatever it may be. So, I'll put a link to the live announcement uh, in the show notes so you can uh, take a look at it there and be sure to tune in. So, okay, now let's talk about some port adventures. So I suspect that one of the main reasons you choose or are choosing to take a cruise is the opportunity to visit Disney, uh, excuse me, <laughs> different ports of call uh, and to experience the different cultures and landscapes uh, of the different places that you'll visit. So um, port adventures and shore excursions, I, I, I use the two. I usually call port adventures ones that you reserve through Disney and shore excursions private ones. Um, but these are how you experience these different places. Disney as you may know, partners with hundreds of different vendors and tour groups in each of the ports of calls uh, that it visits, which really allow you to uh, reserve all of your fun right through Disney Cruise Line. So, of course, there are both advantages and disadvantages to this, which I'll get into in a minute. But for families, this is really the most hassle-free way to experience your ports of call. While Disney does partner with these different vendors, you're also free to research and reserve these uh, these port adventures and shore excursions on your own as well. There there are many credible, reliable, and worthwhile ways to experience a port of call outside of the port adventures that Disney has selected. But um, if you've ever visited a port of, of call on any cruise line, when you get off the ship, you know that... There, there are plenty of companies who will gladly take your money in exchange for their services. So, if you if you are going to venture off on your own, it's it's definitely very worthwhile for you to uh, to research and reserve those ahead of time. My family has experienced port adventures in both ways, so I will share some advantages and some disadvantages of reserving. Uh, your port adventures through Disney Cruise Line and then later on I I thought it might be fun for me anyway to to revisit some of my all-time favorite port adventures that I've experienced while traveling with Disney Cruise Line and hopefully this will just give you a little bit of insight into some of the the amazing experiences that you can have in in port while you uh uh, while you sail with Disney and even though (laughs) if you're if you're listening to this podcast you, you probably uh already know so First, let's uh, get to some advantages of reserving Port Adventures through Disney Cruise Line. To me, the number one advantage, which I just mentioned, is reserving um, a Port Adventure through Disney Cruise Line is it's hassle-free. So as soon as you're paid in full and your booking window opens, you can begin to plan your Port Adventures on Disney Cruise Line's website. All the information that you need to make your decision is is right there in one place. There's no contacting vendors, there's no confirming times, no arranging outside transportation, and most of all, no stress. So for each adventure uh, Disney offers, they give you the price, the age range, the description of the port adventure, um, (laughs) which typically is very (laughs) Disney-fied. It always sounds really good. Um, And usually includes uh, some pictures as well. If it's a if it's a newer port of call, sometimes they won't have some pictures, but typically they do have um, at least a couple available for you. Once you get on the ship, when you arrive in your stateroom, there will be tickets waiting for for each of the port adventures that you signed up for. So one for each person who signed up for the port adventure, which include the date of your port adventure and your meeting place on the ship. So all you have to do if you've reserved a Disney Cruise Line port adventure is show up at the time and the location um, and Disney will take care of the rest. Next, and this sort of fits into the hassle-free category, but you don't have to worry about being back in time for the all aboard. If you reserve a port adventure through Disney, you're guaranteed to be back in time before uh, the required deadline. If if for some reason the port adventure gets delayed and, and you're late returning to the ship, the, the ship will not leave without you. Where on the other hand, if you go off on your own, it's it's up to you to uh, ensure that you're back to the ship uh, before the all aboard. So <laughs> if your tour if your tour runs late and you can't get back to the ship in time, you can wave goodbye to the ship as it pulls away from the port. <laughs> and you'll probably be uh, pretty pretty upset at that. And finally, the the last advantage is you can trust that Disney has partnered with credible vendors. So you're looking to go out on your own i i would imagine that you're doing a ton of research maybe looking at trip advisor reviews or visiting websites talking to other past cruisers things like that with disney's port adventures you can be reasonably assured that disney has chosen solid vendors who are going to deliver you uh for the most part the experience that they are describing in their write-up so i'm sure there are exceptions to this so (laughs) i'm just uh just speaking in general And as I mentioned, reserving port adventures through Disney does have its disadvantages as well. First off, they can be expensive. So if you've researched a similar port adventure outside of Disney's, you'll likely find that you can have the same experience at a uh, sometimes significantly lower cost. Um, You may have more of a headache to deal with (laughs) or more advanced planning required, but you'll uh, you'll definitely save some money. The Disney Cruise uh, Port Adventures also don't typically give you enough time to experience whatever it is that you've signed up for. So in our experience, there have been a number of times where we were not ready to return to the ship by the time the scheduled port adventure was over. So privately booked shore excursions typically don't have these time restrictions uh, unless, of course, it's it's required by uh, by whatever whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and finally, if you are up in the air about a particular port adventure that you're reserving through Disney, make sure you give yourself enough time to cancel if you, uh, if you decide that you no longer wish to participate. Years ago, when my family uh, were relatively new cruisers, we had signed up for two different port adventures on the same day because we couldn't, we couldn't decide uh, between the two. We had thought that uh, we'd just be able to decide the day before and cancel one of them uh, at guest services. This is not the case, however. With a uh, within a couple days of your sailing, you, you'll you'll be locked into the port adventures that you've signed up for in advance, um, and you can't cancel them for a refund. So there may be exceptions where they may allow you to switch to a different port adventure, but they'll likely not give you your money back. So. One, I guess, kind of disadvantage is that there's limited flexibility with your port adventures once you you get really close to your sailing, although this would more than likely be the case as well if you were reserving a private uh, excursion on your own. So um, maybe it's not so much a disadvantage. So like I said, with all this in mind, I thought it might be fun to revisit some of my f- all-time favorite port adventures. So I'm gonna uh, go through my top five favorite port adventures in Short excursions. So um, in no particular order, the, the first one that I'll mention was called the St. John Sh- Champagne Catamaran Sail and Snorkel. So this was a port adventure that my wife and I had booked through Disney Cruise Line while we were visiting St. Thomas on a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise aboard the Disney Fantasy a few years ago. This port adventure is currently offered for ninety-two dollars per person, ages ten and up, and seventy-four dollars per person, ages five to nine. As we were uh, doing our research prior to this sailing, everyone everyone had talked to everyone that we had talked to said that we had to make our way over to St. John when we stopped in St. Thomas. So, my wife and I had never been to either island, so we were we were pretty open to suggestions, but. Uh, it, it definitely turned out to be some great advice. The the morning we arrived in Saint Thomas, we headed to our meeting location and received our Port Adventure stickers. Um, we were then escorted off the ship and were loaded into an open air kind of safari type taxi that that brought us over the over to uh, the marina where we would catch our catamaran. The, the taxi ride was about twenty minutes and took us along some some windy roads through the town of Saint Thomas and and provided us some some really great views along the way. It was awesome, and it and if it probably if it wasn't for the open air taxi, I might have gotten a little bit motion sick because of the the narrow roads and all the sharp turns and our driver was a little bit crazy. But when we um, when we arrived at the marina, about twenty of us boarded a, a catamaran and, and headed out for. Uh, for St. John. So the catamaran catamaran ride was almost the highlight of the day for us. The the weather was beautiful, and the water was just this amazing shade of blue, you you know, the one, (laughs) the kind of blue that you can only find in the Caribbean. We sat near the front of the catamaran and just, just enjoyed the views on the, of the surrounding islands on the way over and just the sounds of the ocean the water was kind of misting our faces as we went along and just the the movement of the boat along the water we really enjoyed the catamaran ride it in which i think it lasted a little bit less than an hour so it was they, they kind of took their time going over When we arrived at Honeymoon Beach, which was the beach that we were going to, we were the we were the first ones to arrive and and the only ones that were there. When we reserved the Port Adventure, we were especially drawn to the fact that the description said we would be visiting a secluded beach. So we didn't want to go to one of these beaches where um, they kind of jammed everyone into a small section and, and, you know, there wasn't anywhere to move around. So. This actually turned out to be true because even when a couple of the other tour groups joined later, there there still were not a ton of people at this beach. So the catamaran anchored out in the water and the crew handed out snorkel gear to everyone. And then they, they gave us the option to either jump off the side of the boat or to walk down a set of stairs into the water. So naturally, we, we chose to jump off the side because it's a little bit more adventurous. And the snorkeling in this area was amazing. The water was crystal clear. And there was uh, plenty of exotic marine life to see at, at, the, uh, at the nearby reef. The highlight of the day for me was a chance to snorkel along, um, along with some sea turtles. I, I love swimming with sea turtles. And it's one of, my, one of my favorite things to do when I visit these Caribbean islands. So I always look, look for opportunities to do that. At the time, I didn't have a reliable underwater camera, so I, cho- I, I, uh, I chose to try my luck with with a disposable underwater camera. Um, I took a ton of pictures of my experiences swimming through sea turtles, and uh, and when I got home, there were there were no pictures on the camera. So I was <laughs> I was pretty bummed, but it was a uh, it was a lesson learned, and I I definitely got a GoPro for my my next uh, my next time out. My wife is not a huge snorkeler, so she spent most of the time just getting some sun on the on the beach, which was was again it was it was beautiful, it was pristine. Um, after I'd snorkeled around for a little bit, I joined her for a few minutes before the end of our excursion, and, and both of us really couldn't just couldn't get over how how pretty it was. Uh, we had about ninety minutes to visit the beach and to snorkel, which definitely was not enough time. So I mentioned that the Disney Cruise Line. Port adventures are typically a little bit, um, a little bit too short. But and that, that was definitely the, uh, definitely the case for us. The return ride back to Saint Thomas was also amazing, and it, it goes quite a bit faster on your return because you're now sailing downwind. Except this time, the ride included some fresh breads, cheese, and fruit, along with some champagne. Um, And some other beverages. So if you are visiting St. Thomas on an Eastern Caribbean, I highly recommend this port adventure. Next is the Blue Lagoon Dolphin Swim. This was another port adventure that we booked through Disney Cruise Line while visiting Nassau on a three-night Bahamian cruise aboard the Disney Wonder. We did this port adventure when I was 12 years old and on my first ever Disney Cruise. So <laughs> there's a bit of a nostalgia factor here for me. The, this, this port adventure is currently offered for $253 per person, ages six and up. So if you're looking at the Disney Cruise website, there are a few different dolphin interactions that you can sign up for at the Blue Lagoon and even at, even at Atlantis as well. So this, uh, this one was the one that they let you actually get in and swim with the dolphins. So on this port adventure, we we got on a ferry and cruised through the uh, through the Nassau Harbor over to the Blue Lagoon Island. And from what I remember, the, the place is pretty cool because it, it's it's kind of separate from anything else. It's kind of its own little island, so it feels very private. They have uh, they have different lagoons for for different types of encounters and you you can walk around them uh, on these boardwalk type platforms and see the see the different animals in the water. I I believe they also have seals there as well but um, it was a long time ago so I don't remember uh, specifically. When you get there they they give you a a chance to meet the dolphin trainers and and they had some uh, some informational visuals that set up set up throughout that you could browse around and then when it came time for us to to slip on our life jackets to get in the water we um we kind of just were able to go to our designated spot and get right in and the the dolphins would swim right up to you so Um, at first they would, they kind of had the trainer show us all their tricks and they would, you know, give us handshakes and hugs and, and let us kiss them on the nose. And then the trainer would, um, would send them out in the water for them to, to show us some of the jumps and things like that. And then comes the best part. You actually get to get in the water with them and swim. Um, and the dolphin will actually push you through the water by your feet with its nose, which was a really cool experience, especially for my, for my 12 year old self. I'm, uh, I'm sure this would also be a great experience for adults. I, I can picture going back there and, and really enjoying this so um, but especially if you have kids I, I, I think uh, I think your kids would really enjoy this this particular port adventure. Next, let's head over to Castaway Key. Some may not agree with me on this one because well, let's face it you can you can really do jet skiing anywhere. Um, however, jet skiing is one of my favorite activities. So it's, it's going to be at the, at the top of my to-do list really at at any place that I visit. Um, and Castaway Key is my favorite port of call. So, you know, how could this not be one of my (laughs) all-time favorite port adventures? Um, jet skiing is currently listed on Disney's website for $102 for a single rider and $172 for double riders. Um, and you must be at least 18 years old to ride, whether you're the driver or the passenger. When you sign up to ride a jet ski, there's a, a ton of different time slots available throughout the day. So even if you don't kind of log in at midnight to reserve one of these, I think you'll you'll be pretty safe in in being able to wait and reserve one of these slots. Um, my personal preference is to do it in the afternoon because I like to I like to get off the ship early and take the Uh, just spend the morning relaxing and enjoying Key, just hanging out on the beaches, snorkeling, lounging, heading out to Pelican Plunge if it's not mobbed. Um, and after lunchtime is when I, I typically like to, uh, to get a little bit more adventurous. So that's when we'll do the biking, um, and any other port adventures that we may have planned. I should also mention that we, (laughs) we probably have only done port adventures, not including snorkeling, biking, things like that. Maybe only three other times that we've visited Castaway Key, so our preference is definitely to enjoy the island. But uh, I do highly recommend jet skiing if you're if you're not going to visit too too much, or at least trying it once. I'm not going to go over this particular port adventure in too much detail because I already um, I already covered it in a previous episode, so be sure to check out episode number six for the best castaway key port adventures. And that one's definitely in there. So what I will say though, is that um, once the guides take you out into the open water, they kind of just turn you loose in the, in the, uh, uh, they turn you loose with the jet skis and, and you get about, I want to say 45 minutes just to zip around on your own. And so you'll get some really great views of the ship and, Um, have some really cool perspectives that you won't get kind of just hanging out on the beaches and stuff like that. So you'll definitely want to make sure that you have some kind of camera or waterproof camera to bring along with you because you're definitely going to want to take some pictures. My second favorite all-time port adventure uh, that I've experienced was in Grenada on a seven night southern Caribbean sailing on the Wonder Out of San Juan. I really liked Grenada and it's one of my favorite ports of call that I visited with Disney and I'm really bummed that they don't uh, visit the island anymore. I'm I'm hoping that they'll they'll return sometime in the future because I really, really like it. We signed up for a Disney port adventure in the morning that took us to visit historic Fort George um, and then over to Magazine Beach for a couple hours. The fort was pretty cool and the best part about it was that it had some amazing views of the ship from high up above so we took a lot of pictures pictures up there and then magazine beach was nice but it was super crowded and it was one of those ones where they have uh, a reserve section and they they pack you in like sardines so the type that we don't typically like to go to and there there was a pretty nice view of the ship from the beach but the free Quote unquote snacks were pretty gross and we only had about 90 minutes there. So needless to say, this was not one of our favorite port adventures and I probably would not recommend it. But our day didn't end there. So prior to our cruise departure, I had seen a picture on Instagram of a Disney Cruise Line cast member at a waterfall in Grenada. One of my lifelong bucket list items prior to that trip was to visit a waterfall in a tropical setting and be able to swim in the pool beneath it. So a bonus would be if there was some sort of platform to jump off into the pool. Well, this picture that I saw looked like it checked all of my boxes, so I knew I wanted to try to get to it when we visited the island I couldn't confirm the name of the waterfall, though, so I, I I took to Google. I started Googling waterfalls in Grenada and just tried to match the Google images to the Instagram picture that I saw, which actually turned out to be a success. I was able to, to find out that the waterfall was called the Annandale Waterfall and, uh, and that it didn't take a serious hike to, to reach it, which was something that was important to us since we were um, – since we had our, our two-year-old with us. So once I knew the name of the waterfall, I started to do some research to try to figure out if there were any Disney port adventures that would bring us there. And it turned out that there weren't any. So I started to research some private excursions, but I, I couldn't find any that I that I felt comfortable with. I did a, a ton of research. So when um, when the time came for the cruise, I had I'd sort of Come to terms with the fact that we probably wouldn't be visiting the waterfall, so um, I was pretty bummed about that. So on our Disney Cruise Port Adventure in Grenada to the fort and to the to Magazine Beach, we had a local driver who took us to the fort uh, and over to the beach. He was really friendly and and gave us a lot of information about the island while we were um, while we were traveling from place to place. When we returned to the ship after the port adventure, I was it was still just a little bit before noon so i I asked the guy if he had ever heard of this waterfall and if uh, and if it was easy to get to he he told me that he knew the waterfall and that it was about a half hour forty five minutes away and that um and then he would bring us for, and he gave us a a price that I thought was pretty reasonable and then he told us to meet him back at the same pickup place at three at three o'clock which <laughs> which immediately made me nervous. Um, I don't remember the exact time of all aboard that evening, but I, I do remember being nervous that uh, that we would be cutting it very close. Ultimately, we, we made the decision to go for it and put our, uh, put our fate in the hands of this Grenada local that, that we only knew for all of about 45 minutes. Um, maybe not the greatest decision, but I really wanted to go to this waterfall. So we jumped in the van and we headed uh, inland. The drive to the waterfall was a little bit nerve-wracking because (laughs) we seemed to be leaving civilization altogether and and traveled on these these winding roads through the the Grenada jungle. When we finally reached the trailhead that led down to the waterfall, there was a, a local vendor stand that would normally have been collecting a donation. Uh, as an entrance fee. Apparently, though, we arrived well after the typical tourist hour, so there wasn't anybody at the stand collecting these donations. Um, the driver also told us that there probably wouldn't be anybody there because it was so late in the day, and which didn't, didn't really help my anxiety about getting back to the ship in time. Um, so we made before we got out of the van, I, I made sure that the driver confirmed to me that, uh, that he'd be waiting for us when we got back. And then we headed off to the waterfall. So, like I had researched, it was a very short hike in. And when we arrived at the waterfall, it was it was everything that I hoped it would be. It was the um, it was the exact setting that I had had in mind, and, and it was so private and so it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, there was this large waterfall that flowed into a, a deep pool that was um, deep enough to to jump into. And there was this large man made uh, platform to jump from. So my brother and I jumped in and, and swam around in the pool for a little bit, and then we got to swim over under the waterfall and just let it fall on our heads. So um, it was a really, uh, that was a really cool experience. I had my my GoPro with me uh, to record the whole thing. So all in all, we, we probably spent about 20 minutes at the fall so it was a pretty quick trip but it was such an amazing experience and we (laughs) we made it back to the ship in time for the all aboard which was really the most important fact Um, and I I really hope uh, to be able to go back to Canada again one day. Finally my all-time favorite port adventure was on our Alaska cruise in 2012. We signed up for the dog sled adventure by helicopter uh, on our visit to Juneau. So this port adventure is currently listed on Disney Cruise Lines website for seven hundred and fifty five dollars per person, ages two and up. When I saw that price, my jaw almost hit the floor. When we did this port adventure six years ago, I don't remember the exact cost, but it was somewhere between four fifty and four seventy five per person. And at at that time, I thought that was a lot of money um, for a port adventure, but. We really wanted to do something authentic to Alaska, and we felt like this uh, this might be a, a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity for us. So we ultimately decided to splurge on this port adventure. And and looking at those prices now, I, I'm really uh, really glad that we did. I know all things Alaska have increased in price exponentially for Disney Cruise Line over the last couple of years, but oh, <laughs> that is that is crazy. Anyway, this, this port adventure was probably a top five experience altogether of our entire lives for my wife and I. It was it was amazing, and the views were absolutely stunning. We, we took a quick van ride over to the helicopter launch pad in Juneau and boarded the helicopter, which that was a, a first for both my wife and I. When we took off, we got to see some really amazing bird's eye views of the ship and, and the small town of Juneau. The helicopter then took us up and over the mountains, which were tree-lined at first, but as we climbed in elevation, we started to see more and more snow. Uh, the helicopter ride took us between mountain ranges, so we had this incredible 360-degree views of, of these snow-covered mountains with, with really no sign of civilization anywhere. Finally, after a few minutes the 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 pilot explained to us that we were nearing the glacier and pointed out the the dog camp that we would be visiting so from the air so some and from so far away you couldn't really make out any detail but as we approached, you could just you could start to see the dogs and their little uh their little igloo houses running around the helicopter touched down on the glacier and when we hopped out the view was literally breathtaking i i can't even really explain it with words you're you're standing on a glacier in the middle of nowhere with snow as far as your eyes can see and you're surrounded on all sides by these towering mountain ranges it's really amazing there's a and, and in the middle of all this, there's a camp with probably 50 or so sled dogs and their trainers who we later learned stay there for the summer months to, to train for actual dog sled races like the uh, like the infamous Iditarod. So at first, the trainers introduced us to our sled team and, and then kind of let us walk around and meet the dogs. Um, <laughs> they, all the dogs were extremely friendly and all, all of them just seemed like they wanted to run. So... Before long, the trainers hooked us up uh, hooked our sled dog team up to our sled and, uh, and both my and, and then they gave my wife and I instructions on what to do. So there was a, a, a carved out trail that was about a mile long uh, that the dogs were pretty used to running. so the trainers don't even go with you on the sleds. They just they just show you what to do and they send you out on your own sled with the dogs. It was really, really awesome. So the dogs pull you in your sled around this trail, which provides some really awesome photo opportunities along the way. It was it was such an amazing experience. I, I it's <laughs> I could talk I could talk uh, forever about it. When when we were done, the, the helicopter then picked us up and took us on the scenic route back to Juneau. So um, if you if you ever have the chance to visit Alaska, I would highly highly recommend this port adventure. Like I mentioned. It has gotten crazy expensive, and it's probably only going to get worse. But if you can afford it or save for it in advance, if you know you're going to go to uh, Alaska, I I promise you won't be disappointed. This this is you don't want to pass on the opportunity to do this. So that will wrap up our discussion of port adventures and shore excursions with Disney Cruise Line. Do you have any must do port adventures? How about any that you thought would be fun, but maybe turned out to be a little bit of a dud? I've had those experiences as well. So, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you uh, hear, what you think about uh, your different port adventures. And um, other than that, enjoy the rest of your week. And thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter, at the TheDCLDude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dcldudepodcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.